Work-life balance is something we all struggle with in our line of work, and especially with the people who listen to this podcast. For those of you who enjoy getting away by spending some time on the lake, casting a line, our podcast sponsor is for you. Cope's Tackle and Rod Shop has been in business since 2015 and carries all of your fishing needs. They're veteran-owned and are proud supporters of Cato and our listeners of the Cato Podcast. Check out their website at tackleandrod.com, enter discount code Cato at checkout, and get 10% off your purchase and get free shipping on anything over $75. Cato is a nonprofit organization that exists to serve law enforcement so they can train their departments and make their communities safer. One of the ways we do this is through support from businesses like Cope's Tackle and Rod. So consider supporting businesses that support us. And I would like to take a moment to thank two Cato Gold sponsors for supporting the work that Cato does throughout California. Thank you to NAG Industries and Aardvark Tactical. NAG Industries is a premier provider for a variety of government sales products like Vortex Optics, Garmin, Streamlight, and many other brands. From breaching tools and training to the latest in pickleball gear, there's a good chance NAG Industry carries it. Check them out at nagindustries.com. I would also like to thank Aardvark Tactical, who's been a steadfast supporter for many years. While Aardvark is famous for their signature Project 7 scalable plate carrier system, Sejin Robot, Low-Key Drone, and Kinetic Breaching Tool, they also offer customized integrated solutions to meet a wide variety of supply needs, such as complete crowd control kits, IED detection, less lethal, and many others. To learn more, check out aardvarktactical.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the California Association of Tactical Officers podcast, where we discuss a variety of SWAT-related topics. We believe tactics are a science, and the art is in how we apply those tactics. My name is Marcus Sprague. And I'm Brent Stratton. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the show. We have uh, Jason Tushin here with us and Dr. Graham Simpson, as well as uh, my intermittent sidekick, uh, Brent Stratton. I'm back. He's back. Right on. So uh, thank you for being here with us. We asked uh, you two gentlemen to join us because we think you have an important message, and that is about operator health. And we've asked uh, uh, Dr. Simpson to be here to talk a little bit about his experience treating uh, operators and first responders and the things that we're doing right and the things that we're doing wrong. And uh, Jason uh, has worked with a doc on his stuff, and he's got some great uh, experiences and a lot of uh, passionate things to say about the current health system. And, uh, and a, a model that uh, you're seeing develop around the country to uh, address that stuff. So thank you both for being here. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Jason, you've been on before, but if you could, uh, I add easily two to four followers. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, because I just have my mom sign up for other accounts. Uh, and so if you could tell us a little bit about uh, each of you. Sure. And. Yeah, so Jason Tushin, I uh, did a 27-year career in the SEAL teams, uh, retired in January of 2018, migrated over to the uh, private sector, uh, of all places, Silicon Valley. It was probably uh, 1,002, 1,003 maybe on my top 1,000 things I was going to do uh, when I got out, and uh, it's been an interesting interesting journey, but, uh, as, as a, but about three years ago, I got hooked up with uh, OptHelp. And uh, I found it fascinating in that, uh, I guess probably around 2000, in 2006, I, when I, I redeployed from Iraq and, and the story we tell here with Johnny Walker, uh, right towards the, actually it ended 2005 on the end of that tail end of that deployment, I was feeling like a lump, just like hadn't been working out much and been eating like crap. And I really, like it took it a physical and mental toll on me. I felt like shit. Uh, a couple of the young operators you know talked me into doing a, a crossfit workout with them and uh it was you know something like 21 15 9 power cleans and ring dips and you know i had like a bar and no weight on it and i was floored and i was and any something anything like that that humbles you that bad now becomes a challenge and so when i got back i started getting into it a bit and i think CrossFit for its warts or faults or whatever else, what it does do for a huge percentage of people that get involved is it, it triggers, uh, you start thinking about health holistically, right? So it's not just, you know, how fast can you work out and how quickly can you puke? It's, uh, they, at the time we're encouraging a zone diet, but, but like a paleo version of the zone diet. So 
uh, I was doing these workouts and eating like I normally did. And then I switched to this zone diet and all of a sudden all these plateaus I'd hit shifted. And so I started, you know, I, I'd always been into athlete athletics and, and competition and, and competitive swimming. And, and when I saw the rapid breakthrough of uh, a ceiling, it, okay, there's something here, right? There's something to this. So I started getting really into research. And then concurrently about the same time, my brother-in-law, who's a radiologist, sent me the book, uh, Good Calories, Bad Calories, and by Gary Taubes. And he wrote in the book, um, hey, this is the most important medical book I've ever read, you know, at the time. And, and he's shifted his views since then, but not Gary, my, my brother-in-law. But uh, so I, I started reading the book. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now this makes sense. And I have empirical data, you know, well, one equals n experiment on myself to kind of validate what he's saying and uh so i I really got into it wholeheartedly and uh you know i was in my late 30s mid to late 30s and i'm beating young kids and i'm like okay this is this is the magic elixir for life is being really cognizant of what i'm putting in my body and then the movements my body is doing and that and uh so that's been my life since 20, uh, 2006. And then, like I said, about three years ago, I got hooked up with Opt Health. And my frustration was always uh, the medical profession just being so goddamn dogmatic in their views on, uh, they're just regurgitating what the drug companies want them to say or what they learned. You know, they took a, a one semester, one class on nutrition back in medical school, and that's what they're, that's all they, no, they you know, and like there's so much research out there, and and there's not even it, it not as only so much research out there, just simple observation, right? You can look at you know, I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, it's a cold place. Six months out of the year, you're not growing anything. So, how the hell did humans live for tens of thousands of years during an ice age in northern Europe and thrive? You know, maybe that might be the key to nutrition and and health and longevity, uh, and so. Uh, you know, I, I was just, so I felt like I was on my own with it. And then when I got hooked up with Opt Health, uh, man, it was such a brush of fresh, fresh air being able to have a civil thought provoking discussion with doctors who, uh, you know, give me new perspectives and, and, uh, and new input and, or, or validate some of the research or, or my thoughts on things and, and getting that, uh, what what it does is allows you it's allowed me to make a completely informed decision on my health you know it's me it's not the governments it's not drug companies no doctor can t should be able to tell me what to do they can give me advice and i can take it and i want that advice to be sound and it's and so that's uh so when i got hooked up with them uh it just immediately resonated with me so uh yeah i'm a huge believer and fan of what they're doing because it's uh I know it has had a tremendous impact and long-term saved my life, you know, given some the genetic short straws I drew in life on a few items and uh, unquestionably. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm really passionate about it. And it's, it's to me, it's really important for uh, our demographic uh, operators, right? Whether it's uh, in law enforcement or, you know, first responders or, uh, or the military, because, you know, the, there's just a, you guys well know, there is a physical and mental tax you pay to do that job, you know, and uh, it, it comes at the cost of your health, your mental and physical health. I mean, you can walk down to the, in the conference here and, and I mean, there's, you know, it's a physically fit crew, right? They're yoked, but underneath that veneer, there's medical issues going on because of, you know, decades of excess cortisol of, uh, you know, just traveling or, uh, you know, late shifts where you're, you're, you're not getting the right sleep. You're eating like shit and okay. You can power through it because that's our mindset that let's uh, work out harder in the gym or whatever else, but it doesn't, you know, for lo longevity and health, which I want to, you know, grow old. I want to be 90 and surfing still. And, uh, you know, that, that lifestyle is not really beneficial for, uh, a long, a long, you know, for being 90, yeah, for being 90, not at all, man. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's why I'm really passionate about it. It's really cool to see. Well, again, my experience, same way, HMOs are, you know, traditional models. You're not going to get outside the box thinking. You're going to get how many patients do I have to see today? So leads me to uh, Dr. Graham Simpson. Uh, sir, how did you end up being here? Well, that's a good question. I was born and raised in South Africa a long time ago, but I've been fortunate because I've been able to practice on several different continents. But um, I came to the States in about 1975. And um, basically, you know, I went through pretty traditional, initially traditional training. I'm boarded in internal medicine, emergency medicine, and, and, um, and anti-aging medicine and things. So it's been a progression um, you know, of that. But I think, you know, to Jason's point, I think, you know, I think each operator has to, you know, and each law enforcement officer in a way, they, they have to, like Jason, he's, he's like the CEO of his own health. I always tell people, you know, if you're unsure of something, you know, get a second opinion, etc. So um, in terms of, you know, OptHealth, we began about three years ago. I had these smart um, sort of computer AI kind of guys approach me. I mean, I'm the old guy who's got a lot of, you know, I've been practicing for 40 years. So I have a lot of sort of, you know, experience at least dealing one-on-one -on -one with clients over the years. So they wanted some kind of context that we could reframe a little bit that the way we de deliver healthcare. And so that's what we said about, we, we put together a nice sort of software we can track people. I always had this idea in 1996, the idea of what I called the LAMP, the Lifetime Sort of Anti-Aging Monitoring Program. So it's not something new, but we wanted to be able to, you know, do a couple of hundred biomarkers on people you know, see where they are. So our program is very simple. It's measure, mentor, monitor. So the measurement, we do a good history, which is traditional medicine. We do an examination, even if it's virtual, in a lot of things we can do. For instance, a body fat. I would implore most people out there, you know, go and get your percent body fat because, you know, your weight and your BMI kind of bullshit. You, you really need to know how much fat is on your body. For us guys... You know, we, we need to be at least 20% or lower. I mean, ideally, the younger guys, you know, 14, 16%. If you want to see your six-pack, you have to get down to about 10%. But from a health perspective, I find that people under 20% body fat are kind of bulletproof. As you go up, and I don't know if your audience knows this, but 88% of the American population, and I'm sure many of the folks that we see, are actually insulin resistant. Insulin resistant is a cause for being fat and having diabetes. In fact, at the moment, 54% of Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. Forget about COVID. You're going to die from that insulin resistant. Insulin resistant kills 80% of us humans. Heart attacks, strokes, cancer, even autoimmune disease, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, Alzheimer's. It's all being driven by really a crap, ultra-processed diet that we are, that we have. So, you know, if I had to select one of the many things we look at, it would be nutrition. I mean, I always believe the mothers, whoever's in the kitchen, I shouldn't say mothers because plenty of guys are cooking in the kitchen now, but, you know, whoever's in the kitchen holds the key to the kingdom. I mean, you know to the kids, you know, if you're a wife, to the husband, vice versa, because that is the most important thing. In our program, so what I'll just give back, so we, we do the history, we do the exam, and then we do diagnostics. And the diagnostic consists of labs. It's very easy. We can send a nurse over to the thing, or you can go to one of 3,000 lab stations in the country. So we'll, we'll draw a couple of hundred biomarkers and, you know, everything from, you know, checking your testosterone to your thyroid, DHEA, growth hormone, labs, nutrition, you know, insulin, all the, all the different parameters. And then we are able to, with that information, and we've recently added something called methylation testing, which is, for instance, I can now tell, you know, Jason, if he's, you know, 55 chronologically, say, with his age, or, you know, how is he doing? What's his biological age? You know, that's 
what you really want to know. It's not, you know, and you know that from just looking at friends. You know, you have a friend who, you know, he's 55, but Christ, he looks like he's 75. We, we and call it the person. mileage. Yeah, yeah. the mileage. There's your birth age and there's yeah, your mileage. Yeah, absolutely. And the <laughs> mileage, and just while you mention the mileage, look, the mileage is also, I mean, again, Jason mentioned it, the, the two biggest things that, that age us is metabolic stress, which is insulin resistance, and psychological stress. And the problem is, I think, in a lot of the military, you know, we see people from the FBI and Navy SEALs, Homeland Security, you know, these guys... And we're very interested in monitoring their actual biological age because with that mileage or that wear and tear that's coming from, you know, physical and mental stress, this is what really, you know, ages you. And, I mean, there are a lot of things. I mean, you know, it's tough for a lot of the guys. You know, I've, I've had opportunity to talk to a lot of law enforcement and things. I mean, you know, there's the circadian rhythm that, you know, that you're mentioning. I mean, there's a great book out there called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, but, you know, every life form on the planet that lives seven days sleeps, whether it's an insect, a rat, a reptile, fish, birds, everything is hardwired to sleep. And I can tell you, if you don't have at least seven hours of sleep, reasonable sleep, you don't function well. In fact, guys who have less than five hours of sleep, their testosterone levels are like 50% reduced. Also, you have to be careful of all this pollution, talking about testosterone. Look, a lot of the guys need a little testosterone. You can be 35 and have low testosterone. Why? Our testosterone has dropped in the last four decades more than 54%. And it's mostly, it was a fascinating book I read. It's called um, Countdown by Shana Swan. And she showed that, you know, drinking out of plastic bottle, fortunately, the plastic bottle on the table here is Fiji, which is not bad because it's hard plastic. But you drink out a lot of these other bottles, they've got, they exude all these phthalates. So plastics is a big, 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 big problem. Not the only problem. I mean, women taking birth control pills, they pee in the toilet, and they, that stuff goes into our water system, so we're getting that. We've got pesticides, herbicides, you know, fungicides, and all this other stuff, and then Roundup on all our bloody wheat and things. So all these things are impacting us. So, you know, a lot of people wonder, what, what about this this fluid gender identity. I mean, a lot of the guys and gals, they don't know if they're Arthur or Martha because these hormones have been so screwed up. So it's critically important to be cognizant of that. I mean, you can't protect yourself completely, but if you've got even a plastic shower curtain in your house, you want to get rid of it. You would rather use linen or something, or you know, hopefully it's in glass or something. But you know, same with your coffee maker. You know, be careful of plastic. Plastic sort of gets into us and it's very toxic to us. So anyway, look, getting back to the, the program, what we do, we like to see your biological age. I mean, I always love to see, if you, if you actually reverse your biological age by just seven years, you, you lower your risk of chronic disease by more than 50%. And here's the other thing for a lot of diabetics who might be listening or they've got mothers or mother, grandmothers and things. I mean, diabetes is, I'm talking about type 2 diabetes. Now, type 1 is 5% of the people, but type 95%, and most of them are fat. And so, and again, you don't know if you're fat unless you, you do a, a body fat. And you, you can get a thing on the, I'm not marketing for anyone, but you can get an Omron, um, you know, from Amazon, and it's like 82 bucks, and you can measure your body fat. And that's what you want to know, not just your weight. And this little, it's called, uh, it's HBF514C is the model number. And it's, it's really, it's, it's nearly as accurate as my big, you know, DEXA scan in the office. It's in one or two percent, you know, that costs you 40 grand. So it's a simple thing to do. You can order it and it's going to basically tell you where your body fat is. And just so you know, the woman can be at least 28% body fat. They've got boobs and butts and things, so, you know, that, that, they have some credit. Us guys don't get any credit. We have to be 20% or below. So, anyway, you know, that's really what the Opt Health program's about. It's basically delivering, I think, a very integrated program, looking at all things. I mean, we, we look at inflammation in the body, we look at nutrition and metabolic function, we look at toxins, we look at hormone levels, you know, we look at um, gut microbiome, very important, you know, how your gut is. Most people with autoimmune disease, they've got a leaky gut. Um, and, um, you know, also lifetime mindfulness and stress reduction. I mean, that whole package is what we really try and focus on.
So I, I probably I could probably go gone all bloody day. So right. I'll stop there, and and you can ask me maybe what you feel also maybe you know very relevant to your population, the you know your group here at, at Cato. I do have one question for you. One of the things that was interesting, if I if I understood you correctly, was that you said some of this can be reversible. Did I understand that correctly? But a hundred. I, I tell you, and I'm not plugging my book, I'll give it away for free, but I mean, I wrote a little thing called the four-week diabetes cure, because I tell you, I was in India, because I've lived in, you know, Middle East and India and Pakistan, all over the very place, but we've been setting up some centers to reverse, it's not only here in America, I mean, believe me, in the Middle East, oh my God, it's, it's a lot worse, but getting back to your question of reversing, you know, I started using in India about eight years ago, these like Little, you, you see them now, they've just recently in the last year come up on TV where you put this little Libra, little disc on your arm. And it, the amazing thing is, the one I used was where you had to come back to the doctor. Now you've got your phone, you can just check it like that. It's easy to check. But i tell you what happened to me about eight years ago. I was in Delhi and, you know, half the country there is vegetarian. Vegetarians, <laughs> I don't want to knock any vegetarians, but the point is it's a... It's a lot easier to fix the meat eaters or the omnivores. I mean, yes, you can be a healthy vegetarian, don't get me wrong, but it's much more tricky. But getting back to the test, what we do, a guy would come in or a woman would come in and the sugar was maybe 350 or something like that. And basically, we'd stick the, I'd stick this thing on their arm when we started using it and I'd say, look, don't change anything. Take your drugs eat what you're normally eating and drinking, come back and see me in four days. So they come back, because they had to come back to me because I could, I'm the only guy that could get the, the levels. And by the way, you're looking at levels, you're getting 96 readings a day. Every 15 minutes, you get that blood sugar popping up on that screen. So the guy would come in, I'd say, look, look at your sugars, 400, 380, this type of thing. And I'd say, look, now I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to eat off these green sheets and anyone out there, if they want green sheets, we'll send it to them for free. It's not a big deal, but I made it like a traffic light. Green, go. You can eat, and that's what you should eat 85% of the time. A lot of stuff there, meat, fish, eggs, yogurt, salads, veggies, all good stuff. Orange sheets, like a traffic light. Slow down, be careful. What's there? Fruit. You know, most people don't know. A medium banana is seven teaspoons of sugar. A glass of fresh orange juice is 70. A plate of basmati rice is 10 teaspoons of sugar. You know, potatoes. And so, you know, all these things, you know, we would say, look, just try and eat for the next four days just off these green sheets. Obviously, the red sheets are all the crap, you know, chips and, you know, Cokes and sodas and all this thing. So just eat on the green sheets. And if you can, try and eat your dinner a little early, and your breakfast a little late. Ideally, if you can, try and eat in this eight hour, maybe from 12 to eight or thereabouts. And I come back and see us in four days. And I tell you, I was shocked. The first half a dozen people I saw, I thought there was something wrong with this bloody Libra thing because the, they would actually drop to normal. I was shocked. Here are these sugars in four days. I'm thinking to myself, how can the body respond like this? I was absolutely shocked. So I wrote this four-week diabetes cure, which has got every information you need. It's like a simple, you know, I try to put an important point on each page. But to your question, you remember insulin resistance kills 80% of us. So if you want to live long, the first thing you have to do, you have to restore your metabolic flexibility. You have to get rid of the insulin resistance. That's the first step you do, and, it, and all these things get better. I mean, there's a crowd now in San Francisco called Verta Health. I mean, and they've shown, I know the guys who started it, but, you know, they show you can reverse 24 out of 26 major risk factors for heart attacks wow. just by, by reversing the insulin, you know, the insulin resistance. That's amazing. I, I can tell you that um, the statistics that I've delved into um, within my own agency, and I believe it's very reflective, are very reflective of the industry as a whole is that the top five injuries that you see that we pay for workers' compensation year after year, and we've got at least 10 years worth of data that shows it's knee, shoulder, back, heart stress, right? But where you start seeing the most amount of 
long lasting damage is in the heart and the stress um, component. And that's what I think, at, at least in the first responder world, is what is what we're seeing. And so what you're talking about here is really reflective of being able to save on the heart issues and on you know the stress issues. And there's a couple different uh, paths towards that. And those are really the areas that you can get the least amount of medical help and least amount of medical knowledge about. So what you're talking about is really for uh, those officers and those risk factors of being yeah. able to reduce those. I, I would go on the record, and I'm not afraid to say it, and it just doesn't come from me, some people a lot smarter than me, but you don't die from cholesterol. This whole bloody myth about cholesterol. In fact, the higher your cholesterol is over the age of 50, the longer you live. So what kills you? I tell you, 100% of people having heart attacks, I would say 99.9% are basically related to this insulin resistance. Most people are diabetic. Even in the world today, you know, most of the cardiologists and say, yeah, yeah, if you've got diabetes, you're at a higher risk. The other 25% of people are not just diagnosed, but 100% of people having heart attacks, it's coming from sugar. You have to fix the sugar. And when you see, you know, cops right now, nobody walks around drinking cups of coffee. They're walking around with energy drinks. You're seeing these yeah, guys yeah. walking around here just yeah, pouring yeah, a ton yeah. of sugar and in there. And and right now, you know, the the average career is lasting about about eight years. And guys are leaving the profession after eight years. And we want to be able to we're pouring this training into them. And these are special people that have a heart to serve. They have the physical capabilities, and we're training them to, to be able to serve. But they're they're not staying in this profession a long time. And oftentimes, guys in their twenties, they're not taking their, their health serious and doesn't start to become an issue until you're in your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s. But we want to be able to retain these sure. people. And if they can start to implement these things now and be disciplined enough to in, in, you know, implement them now in their, in their 20s and learn this stuff now, I think yeah. it's going to benefit them and, and save them and, in the long run. You, know, you mentioned the energy drinks. Be very careful, folks out there, of drinking you know, artificial sweeteners, which a lot of the energy drinks have got like erythritol or these sugar alcohols or something in there. Even, I don't even like stevia. It's like throwing a hand grenade into your gut. Wow. So the, you have to be, and it's not the calories or anything. What happens, look, you have to realize these bugs that have grown up in our bowel have been there for millions of years. And they've never seen something like aspartamine or, or sugar alcohols, erythritol. It's totally toxic. So you screw up the, the gut. One of the main reasons you're getting autoimmune disease as well. I mean, the other reasons, but sugar alcohols and these artificial sweetness. And in fact, we've known for 20, 30 years, if you take rats and you feed them Coke and Diet Coke, guess what? The Diet Coke rats get twice as fat as the, as the, as the regular Coke drinking rats. So, I mean, there's so much, you know, to be honest, living long and healthy is actually very easy. You know, I can tell you in half a dozen things. First of all, fix the nutrition. Get rid of, I mean, like high blood pressure. Everyone's got bloody high blood pressure. High blood pressure is driven by insulin resistance. They always used to say, oh, high, it's idiopathic. No one really knows what it is. It's not true. It's, it's, you lose 20 pounds, you, you, know, you start eating properly, your blood pressure goes away. You don't have to take these drugs. These drugs, you can't even get a heart on you know, with some of these bloody drugs. So, I mean, it's not a good thing to get on all these drugs. But anyway, nutrition number one. Um, Inflammation is a very big cause of a lot of disease. And, and the, the thing driving inflammation is this insulin resistance. That's the major thing. Then the, the other thing is obviously exercise and sleep. I mean, sleep is critically, I mentioned that, at least, at least try and get seven hours of good sleep. A good cocktail to take, you can get it over the counter, just D3, 5,000 unit, magnesium, 500, and a little melatonin, 5 milligrams. You pop it just when you turn the light off at night. That by itself will help you sleep better. And also it lowers you both D3 and magnesium lower your sugar while you're sleeping, which is a good thing. So you do that. The gut, I mentioned, you know, you know, watching, a, you know, what you put in there. The, the gut loves sort of fermented foods, you know, kimchi or sauerkraut or pickles or yogurt, you know, miso, you know, soup and things like that. They love, the gut bugs love those things. And the gut is incredibly important. We now know it has a direct effect to the brain. So these little bugs there to also talk to all your, your mitochondria in your body. You know, most people don't realize 10% of their body weight is mitochondria. This is, these are the energy. And it's interesting that these, these are actually different bugs that have jumped inside humans a long time ago. 
And these bugs in the mitochondria, well, they, they've got a different DNA in the mitochondria, but they talk to the, the bugs in the gut. They're like cousins or, you know, they, they have a symbiotic kind of relationship. So, you know, the gut is very important. And the gut hates things like stress, you know, high sugar diets, artificial sweeteners, lack of sleep. These are all things that, you know, they don't do well, the, you know, the gut bugs. And then you, you absolutely need to replace your hormones. I mean, we see so many guys, it's like they get revitalized. And I see it, young guys, you know, 30 years old, will often have low testosterone values. And you don't do well with the low testosterone. You don't sleep as well. You don't, you know, have sex as well. Your erections aren't as good. You know, you're... Also, I tell you, one of the, my favorite questions I say to the guys, because psychologically, the most important thing is when you say to these guys, you know, <laughs> how's, your, how's your mood or something like that? And they say, oh, Doc, it's not so good. But I said, it's like normally the world when you're young, at 30, the world looks very bright and colorful. But I tell you, most of the guys I see with low testosterone, it's like the, the world is looking gray. They just don't have that joy de vivre that, you know, should be there. And as soon as they're on testosterone, and I'm not pushing testosterone anyone, I'm not saying that at all, but measure it, see where it's at, and always get the free testosterone because that's the biologically active testosterone, not just the total testosterone. And then find a doctor who knows what the hell they're doing with replacing testosterone. I find that most of the family docs and the internists and that, they have no clue. But it's, it's common, and that's obviously part of what we do at, at Opt Health. I mean, the, you know, you know, the guys are a lot less irritable. <laughs> they, you know, they like to have, you know, better sex with better erections and things like that. And that's all good. Also, cognitively, the guys are much sharper, believe it or not. And if you're taking a statin, believe me, 100% of people on statins have cognitive impairment. 100% if you do the right tests. So, you know, I'm not a big, you know, drug thing. I think the more natural you can do these things, you know, the, the healthcare system needs to be reinvented. And all this, you know, $4.6 trillion last year in healthcare. And America's like, shit, it's not number 44 on the, on the scale of countries. So, you know, we, we pay five times more. And it's not like, you know, maybe if you took all these drugs and, you know, we were the healthiest uh, sort of group, right. I'd, I'd say go for it, you know, but, but it's ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. One of the things you talked about, about getting sleep and making sure you're getting, you know, close to seven hours of sleep, you know, with this line of work of guys that are working shift work and 24 hours a day, you know, covering different shifts. Do you see any kind of issues? Um, it's just seven hours. Does it matter whether you're, you're working midnights and you're getting your sleep during the day, you're getting your sleep during the night. Does that change anything at all as it relates to? to yeah. I mean, it, I think, you know, we evolved within the cycles, you know. I mean, now there's so much artificial light and things like that. Look, it's also sometimes tricky. You look, I, I have some people that, that you know, they, they feel that they sleep pretty well during the day, you know, provided it's reasonably quiet and things like that. So I don't, my own opinion is it's never quite as, as good. You know, I know a lot, I was in the ER for many years, you know, we used to run the emergency rooms and, um, you know, we used to rotate it like a 7 a.m., 7 p.m. shift. And, I, you know, I always felt, you know, not my best when I'd, you know, get on a night shift, you know, a shift. It would take me a couple of, you know, days or a week to get back, you know, where we were. And we used to rotate them, which a lot of the jobs do that as well. But, I mean, you know, it's your livelihood and things like that. It's hard to say, well, screw it. I'm not going to, you know, do it. So You kind of, it's like a diminished life. Yeah. You're surviving. You can yeah. do things, but none you're of them... You're not thriving. You're yeah. not really thriving. You're not thriving. Yeah. None of them are as good. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. That's totally true. You know, and, and like the, everything Doc Simpson's saying is like, you know, it, people can get overwhelmed with it. Like I'll start talking to a, a buddy or whatever about all this and, and they get, they feel like they're overwhelmed with information and the rabbit holes you can go down, but it really is not that complicated, man. Like just our, our hubris in modern society. We, we think we can outsmart mother nature, but we've been evolving for, you know, whenever our last common ancestor was, you know, 4.5 million years ago, everything you need to know is hardwired into your, our, our existence, right? The circadian rhythm, like get up with the sunrise and get up and move, you know, I mean, that, that's what you're going to do. It's, you know, if you're sleeping out in the savannah, it's cold as shit, you get up, move around a bit, stoke the fire, 
Uh, okay, you're getting some activity when you first get up. You're getting that early morning sun. You're getting that protective, you know, uh, UV light in the morning, and, and you're absorbing vitamin D. You're you're barefoot and grounded to the earth. You know, it's I, I think that that that's a fascinating. Um, I went crazy on that last week, by the way. It's, I had to stop myself because I just went into grounding. Yeah. And then I started reading all the studies and how your body works with being grounded. It's like nuts, into man. the earth. Yeah. It, I had to stop because I'm like, okay, I'm going down I this got, rabbit hole. I got to get something done. Yeah. But it's amazing when you look at like yeah. blood and then how it, it's, it yeah. flows freely. But, you know, it's things, I mean, just that that's back to nature. Right. And, and just eating. Right. I mean, just. You know, if it tastes like shit, it's probably not something we really would have eaten, you know? And then all the Franken foods out there, it's, I mean, it's, we just outthink ourselves with, with, you know, nature or the propaganda being spewed out, you know, from, oh man, you like, think about like Kellogg's, you know, and, and how they started. And, you know, the guy's whole premise was he was a radical vegetarian and, uh, you know, thought eating meat made you, immoral and so they made cereals why to decrease testosterone and and uh you know yeah make you more placid of a male and uh you know that's ridiculous it's not that's not something you're designed to eat but like i I found one of the funniest studies i heard was uh they had a bunch of vegetarians and they just they're flashing pictures of things and you know outwardly you know i'm repulsed at that picture of a steak but their brain waves were like triggered immediately, like it was fire. Give me that now. Now, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we just we outsmart ourselves. We're so arrogant as a society, thinking that, and then we buy off the you know the BS with the drug companies. I mean, they're not designed to get you well; they're designed to keep you sick because then you're a paying customer forever. And God, modern medicine is amazing. You know, if I get my leg blown off, I want a doc, you know, a Western doc jumping into it. But when it comes to my health and longevity and, and getting to the root cause of dysfunction, uh, I, I think, you know, hunter-gatherer tribe and, you know, the forest of Borneo is going to have a much better idea sense of yeah. how I should live my life than, you know, somebody who's living in a concrete jungle, uh, you know, gets paid to <laughs> distribute drugs, man. They're pushers, man. It's it's nuts. Yes. What, what are... Uh... So actually, uh, Doc, you covered so much stuff for what first responders, operators already deal with, the stress, the cortisol levels. In your experience dealing with that community, and and Jason, you have that experience anecdotally yourself and the guys that you know, right, and that worked for you. It's a simple formula as long as we follow it. But what are some experiences you've seen where extreme things that we're doing wrong in our community – you know, and, and we've, Jason, and I've talked about this a lot because not the same community, but similar problems, self-medication, you know, doing things that actually hurt you that you think make you better, isolating, drinking, you know, all those things. But the, like you said, four days, you can see that. And then this, this model that you have, and we didn't really talk about the mentoring part, but you're diagnosing then you start working on the problem. You re-examine yeah. we it. We measure, mentor, and yeah. monitor. So, so you, me- you yeah. measure it, keep yeah. working through it. So, you know, the let me sort of go back. I mean, the first thing I think I, I want to echo is what Jason says. You know, the, we, we do tend to complicate things too much. Uh, that's why we probably have all these medical terms that no one can understand, you know. I mean, that's one of the things. <laughs> but anyway, the it's actually, I think relatively easy and I mean I think you, you want to also not get overwhelmed you want to do a step at a time but you know my feeling is just start with the nutrition and you don't have to read big thick books I'm, even though Gary Taub's book was one of the better books that have been written in the last 20 years um, you know he's a he, he's not a doctor or anything that's why he's smart he's an investigative reporter so you know that, that's that was half of it you know because we yeah. get I'm sure you guys in your own field, you know, you, you have these these things. They look, they're kind of like myths that come down, you know, and then suddenly one day someone wakes up and say, you know, should, maybe we shouldn't be doing it this way. Let's do it this way. Right. I'm sure it happens a lot. Yes, And absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the same thing in, in medicine. I mean, 
at some point, you know, you say, man, this is not working. I mean, why am I seeing this diabetic? She's still fat and she's still sick and she's hypertensive and all this. You know, something's wrong. And then suddenly you find a way, well, okay, and it's not going to work for everyone, but we use obviously intermittent fasting and a well-formulated keto diet and things. It works for, you know, 70, 80% of people. There's always 20% that you have to figure out something different. But these things are not hard and inexpensive. And, you know, I, I know I've been using some of the semiglutide, which is a peptide. You know, we also use some peptides in, in you know, with Opt Health. Uh, they're, they're good things that will regenerate some ligaments and tendons you had mentioned. I think your knee, uh, back or whatever. Um, you know, there's a great little book, by the way, for people with backs. It's called Cure Your Own Back by uh, Robin McKenzie. He's an Australian guy who died about six or eight years ago. But it's a, you can get it on Amazon. I think it's eight bucks. But, I mean, that's a great book. <laughs> I don't know how many people, and it's just some exercise. And, you know, part of the reason everyone's got back pain, well, one of the things you're carrying big bloody 80-pound things on your back or, I don't know, 50-pound things, but also this chronic sitting. I mean, it's so abnormal for us. We now know that even sitting, you know, it's a, there's a disease now, cytosis, from just, you know, prolonged sitting. It's very unnatural for us. And, you know, I was chatting to uh, Jason in the break, you know, I was just reading a book called The Comfort Crisis. You know, 93% of Americans, I mean, they don't even get out of their house. That, you know, that most of them don't get down to the beach. They don't go for a hike in nature and all these type of things. These are the things that, that, that sort of somehow balance us, you know. And, you know, when I think that 25, 30% of Americans are now taking antidepressants or they're taking, uh, you know, mood stabilizers of thought, uh, you know, anx anxiolytic drugs and sleep drugs and all this type of thing, suicide rates, I mean, Christ, has gone up so high. And, I, you know, that's a, another problem, you know, you know it, well... Doctors and farmers actually have the highest suicide rates, but and dentists, dentists are up there as well. But you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people in the military, as you know, you know, guys who've had TBI, they've had the post, you know, you know, and and you know, one of the things that I noticed because I used to treat some of the retired MBA guys and and you know the football guys. I'm a rugby player, so I watch an occasional game. Jerry Rice was my favourite guy, but anyway, I won't get off on that, but. You know, what happens with a lot of these guys, they, when they have these traumatic brain injuries, you know, their whole hypothalamic pituitary axis gets screwed up. And I was shocked when I saw some of these guys. They had no growth hormone, they had no testosterone, often their thyroid was screwed up. And as soon as you started putting back, you know, some of these things, and I don't know how much of that goes on in the VA because we have to retrain the last, you know, 20, 30 years of guys, and we need to bring it out to the VA docs so that they at least, you know, they, and it, look, if they've got a fairly good basic training, that's good. That's, you know, step one. But then let's add the other stuff. Let's add stuff about nutrition, hormones, some of these things. I mean, I'm always shocked. I mean, I had, when I was living in Dubai, I used to have urologists come to me to get testosterone. I thought to myself, I mean, these are the guys that are supposed to be in the plumbing business and they should know all about that and then they wanted me to give them testosterone i thought man something's seriously wrong but it's because these guys have you know been trained in some of this you know so yeah the, the tbi thing's interesting I, I uh you know it's it it's our communities are unique in that like i said like everybody down there is yoked they're they're in good shape a lot of them probably eat really well too but there's still components they're missing right and we think you can uh in our case you like big tough frogman through it the lack of sleep uh, a shitty circadian rhythm, uh, self-medicating and, uh, you know, and it's just not, that's just, it, it's more to it than just diet and exercise. You know what I mean? If that was the case, you know, I think, you know, you see people out walking all the time, but they're, you know, they're, they look like 200 pounds of chewed bubble gum stuffed in a pair of spandex. And it's like, <laughs> it's not working, you know, you're and you know, so what are you doing wrong diet wise? Okay. What do you, and, but sleep and all this goddamn blue light and i mean i'm guilty of it too like you, you start you get on the phone you're like hoot, 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 and these dopamine kicks and uh yeah it's terrible uh we did i did a really good study i took part of a pilot study uh 62 romeo a buddy of mine team guy uh was developing uh just started focusing on sleep uh, uh, his best friend and i was it was one of the last things i had to deal with uh in my time in the uh at, at in the seal teams was a kid uh 
was just in a dark place, man. He ended up killing himself, Ryan Larkin. It was, it was a tragedy, man. And, uh, due to TBI and, and those issues and, uh, and, and, we got to meet his dad. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, a Sergeant at Arms for the Senate. I mean, yeah. he's a great yeah. dude. We meet him re- recently through uh, some of our interviews with Bam. Yeah. Oh, cool. With Wally. Per- with yeah, Wally. Yeah. And, I mean, that yeah. was a catalyst for some of that, you know? Right. And, uh, cause it's, it's just, it's, it's horrible. And is it, you're looking back, how, how do you prevent that? Well, uh, God damn it. I'm forgetting his name, man. I'm totally brain farting. I apologize if he's listening, but, uh, you know, he really took this challenge on for himself. So he, we did a pilot sleep program and it was freaking amazing. If I, and my lack of discipline sticking to it pisses me off at times because he had like this sleep node. Right. And so the routine would be for me, like I love to like, I'll jump in, I'll do a cold plunge or like a contrast bath. Like I got a hot tub and in the wintertime it's great. My pool is like 50 degrees. So, you know, I'll be able to soak for a little bit, jump in the uh, pool, get cold, cool my core temp. And then uh, I'd go up, into the, I put the room, the rest node, he called it in a room and it was, you know, blocking the blue light out, but it would, uh, you know, an hour before bed, it would start slowly dimming. And then at, when it was that one hour was up and it was black, man, like I would fall asleep immediately. And it was the best sleep I'd gotten in my life. So there, there's a discipline component to the sleep, but man, we, we cannot discount that, you know, like that really is the, the crux. And I, and I notice when I am disciplined with the sleep, you know, so like, okay, I'm, I'm disciplined on the diet, you know, 95% of the time, um, working out keeps me sane and I enjoy it. Uh, but the sleep, if, when I focus on that third component of it, it, you just, it's amazing. And sleep means to me, like, you know, that hour or two hours before going to bed. So if I eat two hours before bed, I'll toss and turn. If I have a drink, uh, a couple hours before bed, I'll toss and turn. But if I like fast for four or five, six hours before going to bed, that helps. And then when I get up in the morning, I'd get up to not try not to get up to the alarm, but try to get up to the sun rising. And then, uh, yeah, just first thing I'll do is jump in the pool or just swing a kettlebell for 50 reps and just get some kind of movement going and be outside and, and get, get that light in. And it, you like, you feel like your rhythm is back. And, uh, that really, it, it is an amazing difference, you know, how much better you feel mentally. And then, you know, you're feeling good physically cause you're doing the right things. But I think it, it, it completely helps the physical aspect of it too. I notice, uh, you know, through the diet and the right movements, exercising smartly, uh, you know, like functional movements and, and, and walking is okay too. That's it, you know, or going for a swim or a surf or whatever, uh, with that sleep, like joint pain goes away. Uh, you know, I, when I was getting out man, they're like, yeah, you're gonna need shoulder surgeries and your knees and your back and like, all right. But it seems to, you know, really cognizant of inflammation and, and the, the effect that, uh, sleep will have on it and what I'm putting in my body will have on it. Uh, reduced a lot of it and and you know it's like all of a sudden the range of motion so much better and then you know okay i work on a computer i'm in tech man but like i try to stand and i try to work outside every day barefoot and standing you know and then we heard about the beanie hat burpees (laughs) where you make all the dudes in the beanie hats do burpees (laughs) to get them out of the monitors (laughs) yeah i get that that's good though Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, Marcus, also one thing I'd also like to make a little plea for is, look, relationships. You know, I, I see a lot of that when I talk to the guys. And, um, you know, and I, look, it's, it's the stress, it's the, you know, all the stuff that goes on there and, you know, the unhealthy lifestyles. But in my humble opinion, you know, relationships, you know, between husbands and wives or wherever your partner is nowadays, but... I mean, a good relationship keeps you really healthy. A bad relationship can kill you as fast as diabetes. So, you know, it's important. And, you know, there's some simple things in one of the little books we had. We, you know, what men want and what women want are different. And and sometimes we don't I never picked up on that. (laughs) (laughs) None of us usually pick it up. And and we don't want to get a crisis crisis situation. But uh, anyway, I, I think that's also important, you know, relationships and uh, you know and how they extend and I, I know one of the positive things with you guys is you know there, there is that community of 
folks that can be very helpful. I mean, you can draw a lot on, you know, having that, com you know, it's, I, I was a big rugby player. I mean, in a, in a way, it's a kind of little microcosm, but, you know, you'd all depend on each other and defend each other and, and you know, be yeah. there together and things. So, I mean, I think that bigger community is also incredibly helpful, you know, for, for longevity. And we were talking a little bit even about the spiritual focus. You yep. know, I, I actually, it's, we don't talk about that much because, you know, of other reasons. But, um, you know, I, I really do believe that a spiritual focus, um, I'm not necessarily saying about a monotheistic religion or God, that gives you comfort, great. But, you know, I think the, the, that is in some ways one of the major drivers of longevity. If you look at these blue zones around the world, like Okinawa or yeah. in Greece and even in Loma Linda, you know, there, there is that sense of, you know, community, you know, multi-generational people. Um, and, you know, they do all drink wine in most of these, these yeah, things. They do. So yeah. There's a little drinking. I mean, I, I don't know if they go, you know, sometimes these guys all overdo it, myself and everyone else. But, you know, if you can kind of a glass or two of wine around friends, multi-generational, everyone there. I mean, these things are incredibly important. And then many of these people have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. You know, and I, I know many of the guys that I've spoke to, you know, they they have that sense of why they want to get out in the morning. They want to do good things. And so, you know, that purpose, you know, the Japanese call it ikagia, but it's a very important, uh, you know, also I think for a well-rounded, you know, sort of healthy life. Yeah, I was laughing at the, because uh, like my evolution in all this, I mean, it's continually evolving and I'm, you know, more and more getting back to like, wow, man, you're like, really the perfect world is just living out in the woods, you know, and like old school, but you got to have that community around you and, and family. And, and, but there's uh like doc and I are, like I said, we're talking about the spirituality component. And I think that's kind of the, uh, you know, I'm looking at my journey of through this whole thing. Like that, that is like the, the final component of it. And, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I think I really hit home a couple of weeks ago when I was out deer hunting, you know, I'm sitting in the woods and, uh, you know, just watching, just watching it happen and it was you know no phone no cell service you smell things better you everything. hear things better yeah it was so you cool. feel things better yeah. completely and you just you feel uh alive and and you're part of this giant massive ecosystem on this planet that uh you know you're you're a part of and it's i think it's really uh that that's kind of the final piece to the puzzle i think to the you know, living your best life is, uh, you know, that aspect of it, whatever, whatever venue it, it w looks for you, you know, but that community and having, uh, you know, that, that like, sense of purpose and, and being part of, it's just so hard, like in a city, man, like, you know, it's, uh, like I can, luckily I'm on a Canyon and I can look out at the mountains and that even just looking at the mountains or a lake, how tranquil it is. It is yeah, it's different and walking barefoot or jumping in the ocean, you know, it just, something changes in you at the in your brain and your cellular level and it you just feel better and it's uh i think it's all of that one of the things guys need to do particularly in our, our group and i've kind of just started doing it like we always bottle our shit up right like we're you know we're big tough frog man we're not going to talk about anything but man find somebody like a dude you can talk to and like and that's where like the like the men and women difference like my wife you know I, I piss her off and she's immediately calling her sister venting to her and getting it out of her system it happens all the time because i'm a dumbass but uh you know and like there's something there man like that's smart she gets you know she can talk talks it out and works through it and then she's cool and me i just bottle it up until you know that you know shaking the cork and boom you know and it's that's not healthy man so like I've actually like cogn and you got to like think hard about doing it. But like, man, I t like I was talking to my bro, uh, my buddy Brent, man, one of my best friends. You know, just like I was just venting to him the other day and going, "That's the way I feel." Blah, blah. And he's like, "Wow, man, I never heard you, you know, talk like this." Talk like this. I'm like, "Yeah, I just, you know, it feels good though." Thanks for listening. Man. Yeah, I apologize yeah. for throwing all this shit on you, <laughs> but like, you got to do that. And it was. Yeah. And it was uh, invigorating afterwards. Like I, I felt like I had a new lease on life, and I was not in a good mood when I called him. And and like, goddamn, man, that worked, you know? Yeah, you can do it. And then if you're paying attention, you'll get perspective when you're done. 
and not just be a bitch session. Exactly. And that's, uh, I was standing in line the other day and, uh, I was waiting to get a friend, a cup of coffee and they weren't returning my call. So I let somebody go in front of me and it was a guy in his early seventies, late sixties. And he goes, Hey man, I'm in no rush. I'm good. I go, Hey, I'm not in a rush either. I'm waiting. So I get my order and, uh, he goes, Hey, you still need to go? I'm like, no, no, it's cool. Go ahead. He's like, no, no, I'm retired. And I look over and go, I'm retired too. And he's like, oh, really? So we get our coffee and he goes, hey, you got a second? I'm like, yeah. Hey, man, just so you know, it's going to be weird. And I'm like, what? He goes, they don't teach men how to retire. No. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what are you talking about? He goes, so here's the deal. I sold my company. Uh, I got nothing to do. And uh, my whole value in life is about what I created as a man. And so I had to learn how to live my life. So he goes, just be careful. Yeah. And, I, and, he, and so I go, yeah, man, totally get that. Like, especially I was in a profession that was a huge part of my identity. Yep. Right. So that's not part of that anymore. He goes, you need to stretch. You need to do yoga. You need to do a routine. You should see the sun. And I'm like, I'm doing all those. Yeah. He's like, all right, you're probably going to be okay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. Thanks. No, it's, it's really important. I think yeah. retirement is it very was, overrated. Interesting. I mean, you need to get, get, yeah. Maybe one last thing, I think you're probably near the end of this, but I also think we were talking about the spirituality and death and things. And I mean, obviously, death is very much part of all our lives, particularly me as a physician and many of you guys, what you do in the army and special ops and these things. It's very interesting that in Bhutan, they're the 134th developed country in the world in Bhutan, but they are in the top 10% of the happiest people in the world. And that's because they think about death, believe it or not, three times a day. And there's a little app for people out there, like crazy people like me, but it's called We Croak. And you get reminded several times a day. That you're going to die. But it's reminded in a very good way. It's about, you know, you get quotes from Emerson and, and, and you know, poets and, and writers and, you know, Buddhists and Christians and mystics and all these things. But, you know, I think ultimately, and, you know, particularly in the later phase of your life, like the 70-year-old guy you bumped into and that, you know, you're sort of re-evaluating things a little bit, you know, in your first part of your life, it's all about building a career, getting smart, you know, acquiring stuff and, you know, better stuff than the guy next door, you know, all this type of thing. But I think as you get into your latter life, it can be the, the most exciting part of your life. And they've shown, you know, that there's this U-shaped curve. A lot of people, when they've early retired and you're 50, 45, 50, you're at often the least satisfaction in life is in the bottom of the U-curve. But if you're smart, you can, which this 70-year-old guy figured out as well, that you can then go on that upper curve, which can be, it's different. Often that's more service to people, more teaching with people, and more sharing things with people. We get a little softer. That's why Jason's pouring his heart out here like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, he man. was. Oh, yeah. Because a, he doesn't mind to show his, you know, his vulnerabilities yeah, when you're young. in a way. Yeah, you know? when you're young, you oh, don't God, do you're it. not nah. going to show that when yeah. you're, you know, 30 years old or uh, something. So, yeah. you know, I, I mean, there is a lot of satisfaction that can come in that latter part of your life as well. So, yeah, it's, um, it's we're so, we're, we're kind of like, we're removed from death, right, in some ways. And, and it's, it goes back to the spirituality piece, like and being connected with nature. In nature, it's just it's a nonstop life and death struggle, and yeah, that's why I love, uh, like you know, we're like just with going back to like nutrition and diet, right? You know, there's something like really heavy about. I forgot like how heavy it was to kill a deer. It's yeah. a big, beautiful animal, yeah. but it's providing me really good food, and yeah. you know, and it's uh. And you honor it, you know, you eat the heart, you eat the liver, you, you do all that shit and, and, and it, but you, you're, you're around it. And like, I noticed that with like uh, my cousins who are farmers, right? It's just part of the cycle of the you, bigger thing. Yeah, man. You're delivering yeah. calves you're, and you're butchering cattle. You know, it's a cycle of life. You see every, you see it every year you plant and then shit dies in the winter and it regenerates. And, uh, we're just detached. We're, we're detached from the way we should be, the way we evolved to exist. You know, we, we just, the technology is fantastic. You know, it's, it's cool and it's made lives, people's lives, uh, in some ways better, but we, we can't forget our, our, our core roots and we, we've completely ignored our, our, our ancestors, if you will. And, uh, and it, that causes mental issues in my opinion. We're, we're, I think we're just dysfunctional, uh, 
in our relationships, in our health, in everything else. And we, we think we can outsmart nature, right? I mean, seed oils, are you freaking kidding me, man? Like, you, you know, you can't, how do you, how do you get oil from corn? naturally you don't and look at what the damage it's done i mean it just completely metabolically destroys people yeah you know and uh sugar you know it's not like it's not something normal and i think if you just don't overthink it you know just get back to nature in from an evolutionary point of view uh yeah, normally we would wrap up with a bunch of takeaways, but we led with a bunch of takeaways. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I would say, because you're right, I want to be respectful of, of your time, and and uh, Brent and I are got to go go finish running the Cato Conference. But uh, one of the things I think to, to wrap up, and please give me your comment on this, is that I like the model of what you guys do because you're taking your own charge of your own health journey, and it's being proactive. And generally, Western medicine fixes something once it's broken. And the point here is it doesn't have to be broken. And and a lot of people in our community take very good control, charge, and discipline of their professional life, but their personal life at a cost of their health, their mental health, their physical health. And this is a very simple, easy way that has a very low threshold to get in and manage your own performance and you spend all this time investing in how to shoot, how to move, how to think, how to lead. And then you get our age and you go, man, I better start paying attention to this stuff and just think of how much less work it would have been if I had just done this in my twenties. Oh, completely. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll wrap up my plug and then uh, turn it over to doc, man. But yeah, like the platform, the opt health, just, mindset and the way it goes you know i i i will say it, it saved my life it's saving my life uh you know it's a small investment into um uh, i think it, it's a, it, into my own health and i think it's uh you know for everybody every dude out there and ultimately the, and we'll get get they'll get to the women at some point soon uh it's value added but for our demographic i i think it's really critical and it's because we, we are alphas and we do lean in and we do want to just, we'll never shake that performance mindset. But I think uh, the way they run it and do the platform and the, the monitoring and the mentoring and, and the measuring, uh, man, it really is an incredible tool. And like I said, it, it allows me, the individual, to make the most informed decision I can about my own health. And I'm given all the tools and food for thought and suggestions and, and, and you know, some, there's critical thinking involved. It's just not just regurgitating, you know, whatever the dogma of the day is. It, it's really, it, it forces you to think a little bit and gives you, and, and you know, take charge of your own health. And uh, that is absolutely invaluable, you know? And I think it's, uh, like I said, for, for our demographic, uh, it really is a fantastic tool to, get the most out of your life and, and, you know, go on to that last third of your existence, uh, better than, better than the first two thirds, you know, like happier, healthier, uh, you're just in a better position. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. If you survive, you survive these careers and you do all that stuff, uh, don't not get the reward. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Don't got pro- don't get not to do the things you said you were gonna do. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. pay to do that. Uh, that's my any concern. closing thoughts for us, Doc? No, thank just, you. Thanks very much for inviting you and Brent inviting us to come and chat a little bit. I mean, um, you know, I really enjoy working with a lot of the, you know a lot of the guys, and um, you know, it's easier than you think, really. You know, with a few good principles. Um, you can, I think, have a much better quality, you know, quality life. And I, just by the way, I don't want to plug it, but I know Cam gives a good discount to all the military and yeah. special forces. So, yeah. you know, we're not we're we're there to also, you know, we're in the this together in some way. So, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and, and uh, where can folks learn more about your work and uh, where they can go for the uh, website? I suppose getop.com, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. getop.com you know just you can get information yeah and then there's a booth down here at the at cato 
conference. So. Yeah, so that, we're recording this here. podcast during the Cato conference, and cool. uh, and we met. Uh, Jason was here again. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. And so uh, we asked the doctor to take a little bit of time from tr- uh, meeting everybody downstairs to uh, talk a little bit about the program. And thank you for coming up yeah, here no, and serving you. our community. Thank you. Any last words, Brent? No, just the the takeaways. I'm here taking notes, and uh, in case anybody's uh, taking taking notes at home, don't eat or drink a couple hours before bedtime. Get your seven hours of sleep at least. Wake up and move. Get some some exercise in. Make sure we're eating off the green list. Don't sit as much. I like to talking about healthy relationships and making sure you're part of community. Um, looking at what spirituality means for you and making sure you have a purpose. Um, so yeah, that was stuff. pretty darn good. The yeah. whole summary right there. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I like it. And then that was going to be how do I get a, how do we get a hold of you? But you already nailed that down. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it was I, really really insightful coming into this. I was like, I I don't really know what to expect. And I took a lot out of this. So thank you good. both for um, for this. Uh, I think just to echo again, uh, what just one sentence: Be careful of sugar. The average American is eating 100, actually 150 pounds of sugar a year. Be careful of, of grains, you know, bread and stuff like that. And be careful of these adulterated oils. You, you don't want to heat plant oils. You know, you cook with butter or ghee or beef fat or coconut oil or avocado oil. Olive oil, plant oils are great cold on your salads and things. So don't cook with them. So those are three important things. If you want to get rid of your insulin resistance, which is a big thing that we spoke about, Sugar, grains, and oils. Yeah. But thanks very much for having us, Marcus. We really enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cato Podcast. To become a member of Cato, check out our website at catonews.org. If you have a topic suggestion, please send them to podcast at catonews.org. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and rate us on the platform of your choice.